Welcome on board as we journey through the Bible. Today we are we just arrived in Genesis chapter 27 and our theme and location that we've chosen is the theme about God's blessings. The question we are asking and seeking answering is are blessings magical? Are blessings magical? Can a promise turn into a problem? Can a blessing bring about bigotry, even within a family that receives that blessing directly from God? From promise to blessing to a curse, this is a story of a family drama over birthright and promise. Remember how Abraham and Sarah wanted to help God fulfill the promise that they will have a child? God promises Sarah that even though she is barren, she will indeed have a child. But trying to help God, she suggests that Abraham take in her handmaid, Hagar, so that the promise would be possible. Ishmael is born as a result. But despite their deep-rooted belief that Ishmael was to be the heir, God tells them in no uncertain terms that Ishmael, though he may also receive some blessing, is not the promised one. You remember your favorite verse, Jeremiah 29 verse 11? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you an expected end. Well, here's the other end of that statement. God does not need our advice or help to fulfill any of the promise. Isaac, after learning that his wife Rebekah is barren, entreats of the Lord, and the Lord blesses Rebekah with a pregnancy. But this is no ordinary pregnancy. It is a medium through which God would demonstrate that he is not limited or confined to the natural order of things, and that his thoughts are higher from ours as the heavens are from the earth. The Bible records that the children struggled together within her, which seems to have been a very painful experience for her. Here is God's explanation for this phenomenon. And although it might not make sense or seem to make sense, remember that God is the one who made the very essence of sense. And the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. And the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. This prophecy will split the family in two and cause all the drama of parental favoritism. As you can imagine, Isaac did not easily buy into this. According to the natural order of things, the eldest was supposed to be the heir. But God is not natural. He has his ways. And so we are introduced to the story of Jacob and Esau, who were twins. And just like the prophecy predicted, we see earlier on that they possess contrasting qualities. Esau grew up loving self-gratification and centering all his interest in the present. In fact, we have already seen in the past episode how Esau sold his birthright for a meal because he wanted to gratify his appetite in the moment. Jacob, on the other hand, was thoughtful, diligent, and caretaking, ever thinking more of the future than the present. Because of this striking contrast, the mother favors Jacob for his calm character and understanding the promise, while the father favors Esau because of his manly power and ability 
to hunt. And so it came to pass that when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim, so that he could not see, he called Esau his eldest son and said unto him, My son. And he said unto him, Behold, here I am. And he said, Behold, now I am old, and I know not the day of my death. Now therefore take, I pray thee, thy weapons and thy quiver, thy bow, and go out to the field, and take me some venison, and make me savory meat, such as I love, and bring it to me that I might eat, that my soul may bless thee before I die. Coincidentally, Rebekah overhears this and convinces Jacob to put on a god's skin and wear Esau's clothes and pretend to be Esau so that he should be blessed instead of Esau. Here we see two parties who think they are working for God but really are both misled. And what's interesting in the story is that both Isaac and Rebekah tell their sons, if you obey my voice, obey my voice. Quick question for us today, whose voice do we really obey? God's voice or our parents' voice? Remember we are told children obey your parents in the Lord, not in their ways. Even though Isaac and Rebekah were a family of God and had received a promise from God, they had one thing wrong. They thought that blessings were or are magical, that somehow blessings are detached from God's wisdom and will. But that is not the case. God's blessings don't work with some abracadabra. Instead, God's promises and blessings are freely given and, in fact, are given with conditions. God had predicted that the elder will serve the younger, and he didn't need any help to bring this to pass. So why did he tell them? You would agree with me that it's probably because he wanted to test their faith, but definitely it's because he wanted to increase their faith. In the end, even though Jacob is blessed, he has to flee for his life because Esau sought to kill him. Trying to intervene in God's promise only complicated things. It only complicates things. Rebecca, because of her lack of faith, turned to deception and this resulted in her never meeting her beloved son again. This story speaks to the nature of what true faith in God should look like. God promises to lead as long as we submit to his will and obey. And mostly we try to do things our own way because we lack trust in him and also as a result we lack trust in each other within a family circle let's say so today we can learn from this story that we ought to trust in god not just when we see the full path of how he's going to fulfill the promise but we just have to take god's word for what it says and believe what he says also remembering that blessings are not magical god controls who he blesses and God is in charge of everything in the universe. Thank you so much and see you on the next episode of Journeying Through the Bible.